AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. A report out of the European Union suggests that the trend of video game piracy may actually be a net positive for the industry. I'm Jonathan Strickland, and this is Tech Stuff Daily. In general, it's pretty easy to understand that taking something that doesn't belong to you without the permission of the rightful owner is wrong. That seems clear. But when it comes to pirating video games, plenty of people seem to find endless justifications for doing just that. They range from the technical, with arguments like, it's just a copy of some digital code, so it's not like they don't still have the game that they can sell to other people, all the way to the economical arguments with something like, this is a $15 game and they're selling it for 60 bucks. There's no way I'm going to pay that. I'm just going to take it. And then there are tons of other arguments, and whether you find them justifiable or not, it's safe to say that the video game industry in general is firmly in the piracy-is-bad camp. Video game developers and publishers have worked hard to fight against piracy. On the technical side, they have incorporated various strategies to copy-protect games. It's called Digital Rights Management, or DRM. But it tends to boil down to some sort of technology-based approach to making sure the game the person launches is, in fact, a legitimate copy. Now, in the old days of classic games, you might encounter a title that requires you to consult the game manual and type out a certain word on a certain page to prove that you bought the game. Later on, games included digital keys that required players to activate their copies by authenticating the game through some centralized security system. These days, many games require players to have a persistent online connection to verify they are playing a legitimate copy of the game, even if it is a single-player experience. On the legal side, video game companies have hitched their wagons to the efforts from other forms of media to protect intellectual property. In the United States, video game developers rely on copyright laws, such as the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, or DMCA, to provide protections from transgressions against their intellectual property. These companies fight so fiercely in part because technology makes it pretty easy to duplicate and distribute software on a large scale. 
Peer-to-peer networks and broadband internet speeds take much of the time and effort out of transmitting large data files across systems. There's a virtual army of hackers who make it their mission to crack these protection systems that are connected to games. Sometimes that makes the game easier to play without an internet connection, an unfortunate incentive for anyone who wants to avoid the hassle of always staying connected to the internet just to play a game on a local machine. If we take a simple view of the problem, it seems clear that piracy hurts video game companies' bottom lines. After all, those pirated copies represent lost sales, right? According to multiple studies, that's not necessarily the case. It's a complicated issue. In 2010, the United States Government Accountability Office published a report titled Observations on Efforts to Quantify the Economic Effects of Counterfeit and Pirated Goods. The report explained that estimating the losses from pirated goods is practically impossible as it requires making assumptions that could be wrong. For example, let's say a video game company has a big title coming out that gamers have been anticipating for a while. Some hacker has managed to infiltrate the game company and made copies of the game's source code, then uploaded that code to a piracy site. About 100,000 people have downloaded the illegal copy. That means the video game company suffers a 100,000 copy shortfall, right? Well, not necessarily. As the report pointed out, it's impossible to know how many of those 100,000 people would have purchased a legitimate copy had there been no piracy. It's possible none of them would have, which means the video game company would have suffered no lost sales. It's also possible that some people who downloaded the illegal copy later purchased a legitimate one. Ultimately, the report said that the arguments these companies present when they lobby for tougher legislation against piracy are based off of figures with no foundation in reality. It's not that the companies don't have a valid complaint, but rather that the losses they claim, which are often used when prosecuting hackers as a way to convince judges to hit those hackers with hefty fines and sentences, aren't necessarily realistic. And that brings us to this new report from the EU. That one is a 306-page long document titled Estimating Displacement Rates of Copyrighted Content in the EU. Like the GAO report, this one didn't find a correlation between piracy and losses. In fact, the report suggests the opposite might be true. According to the report, quote, illegal consumption leads to increased legal consumption, end quote, of games. So a rise in piracy seems to bring a rise in sales along with it. The report suggests that the industry is getting better at converting people from someone who will download an illegal copy of a game into a legal customer. However, this report relied heavily upon surveys, meaning the researchers were asking people to self-report on their gaming habits and behaviors. Critics point out that this does not always generate the most reliable data. Without means of authenticating the results, it's likely many in the video game industry will eye this report with skepticism. Does this mean you should rush out and download all the games you want from piracy sites? Well, not at all. For one thing, many of those games can be host to terrible malware that will infect your machine in nasty ways. For another, the whole point of the report was that people were converting over into legal customers. You could save yourself a step and just go the legal route. My personal philosophy is if a game seems too expensive, I won't buy it. I'll wait for it to go on sale or I'll just skip it entirely. If I think a particular company's approach to DRM is bad, I won't buy that company's products. If enough people do that, it sends a powerful message to the company, which is sure to re-examine its approach to protecting its own intellectual property. 
ultimately, we have to accept that just because something exists doesn't mean we have a right to it. Hopefully, video game companies will also ease off on their policies to protect their intellectual property. It's fine for a company to try and make certain it's not pirated out of business, but some of the lawsuits against people who have been found guilty of piracy include absolutely draconian requests for punishment. No one looks good coming out of that situation. To learn more about intellectual property, digital rights management, or something fun like video games, be sure to subscribe to Tech Stuff. In that podcast, I explore topics like these in much greater detail. That's all from me for now. See you next time. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.